You're listening to Soul School with Laura Coe and Kevin Kaiser. On this show, we dive into life's biggest questions. Who are we? What are we here to do? And how can we fearlessly live as our truest, deepest selves? Soul School is the spiritual education you never received. So if you're ready, join us as we explore together. Soul School is in session. Welcome to this week's episode of Soul School. We are back again. Kevin and I are here to do another short episode, and Kevin's going to lead us through this one on a topic around relationships. I don't really know exactly what we're doing, but hey, Kevin, how are you? Good, good. Yeah, this is uh, this is a little something that um, that came to me one day while I was walking in the woods. Uh, as I tend to do. And um, it really, yeah, it's all around relationships. And first of all, how everything in life is a relationship, a relationship to ourselves, a relationship to the others in our life, relationship to circumstances and re- like reality itself. Right. And, um, but I want to talk about relationships with ourselves and others. And here's the idea. The idea is around intimacy and how intimacy is the compound interest of consistent, courageous connection. So I'll say it again. Intimacy is the compound interest of consistent, courageous connection. So I just want to interrupt and say that this is what you hit me up with right before we hopped on. And I was like, wait, I'm just going to stop you there and let you say that to me live because that's Awesome. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So yeah. what, what is that? I mean, I know what that means a little to myself, but what does that mean to you? Yeah. So let's unpack it, unpack it a little bit mm-hmm. because, um, first of all, nobody ever hit the intimacy parable, you know, as much as we would like to, you know, we want it all in one big lump sum, so to speak, where it's just like instantaneous. But the truth of any kind of real intimacy is it is like these small deposits over time that just build and build and build. And the secret, like the secret to the whole thing is hidden in the word itself, intimacy into me. See, it all comes down to your willingness to not only see, let's start with ourselves, like really look inside of ourselves, like the deep willingness to see ourselves, to know ourselves to our very core. Even those things that we have been taught not to love about ourselves, um, because you can't give others what you don't have yourself. So, mm-hmm. out of your own brokenness, you'll you'll you know bring that brokenness into uh, your own your other relationships. So, the first thing is, in order to have true courageous intimacy with others, you have to have it with yourself first, mm-hmm. right? So, let's just go through the the main parts. Intimacy is the compound interest of consistent, courageous connection. So it has to be consistent. And the more important part of it, though, is that it has to be courageous. You have to go beneath the surface. You can't just have surface level um, you know, deposits. You can't have surface level seeing and knowing. Uh, you actually have to be seen and known. Into me, see. I mean, really, isn't that everything that we're craving from our closest relationships. I mean, we really want to be seen and known in so much of our, um, the sense of lack in our relationships is that where it doesn't feel like there's any depth. 
So yeah, I was walking in the woods one day and that whole concept just dropped, dropped into me as a complete concept. And it hit me at exactly the right time because I was, um, like everybody else, you know, really most of my struggles and growth opportunities are in relationship with intimacy. Mm. Relationship with oneself and others, right? Yeah. Um, What's really, um, I mean, there's so many things that I feel like I could bounce off of from there, but the first thing that's really striking me is being seen. Mm -hmm. And I feel, and I'm curious what your thought is on it, but the problem with being seen has two issues. One is on an egoic level, you might see all of my humanness and my humanness meaning sometimes, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just be honest. I'm not the greatest. I may have jealousy or I may act out of accordance or anger or whatever, right? Be over approvally or whatever it is, right? And there's some lack of desire to show people the quote negative qualities, right? Yeah. We want to just be seen for our our higher functioning self. Yeah. And then uh, and because we don't want to be judged. We don't want to be judged, right? And then the second part is, and I would love to hear your thoughts on both, but to be seen is to know how to allow people into the essence of myself, right? The sort of non-egoic soul self, which is the stillness of me, which takes a lot of comfort in the discomfort to do that. Cause it's almost in my mind, like going through this barrier of egoic self to allow that self to just present. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So the, yeah, being seen and being known, I mean, so much of, there's so so much of our energy is spent basically pr- protecting these narratives that we have about ourselves stories that we have about ourselves. And I like to, I like to go all the way back to when we were little kids, even before we learned language and you can just watch little kids. I mean, our neighbors have little kids and they are not self-conscious, right? They're simply being themselves. And somewhere along the, the way early on, we like, we learned that it's not okay to be ourselves. I mean, if you think about it, that's actually what shame is. And Brené Brown talks a lot about this and how, Guilt is you did something wrong. Shame is there's something wrong with you. That's right. And right. And so much of the, the, the pain and the hiding in our relationships, it really is that it's, I'm not good enough. There's something wrong with me. And if I show people who I really am, then they won't accept me. Um, yeah. And Kevin, you make like this, right? Cause when kids are little and they're they're angry. We tell them to stop when they're showing genuine, like honest emotion. We want to regulate them back to some kind of central place. Even if they're overly giggly in the wrong moment, we don't like that. Right. So there's this organization around base emotions and experiences, forgetting showing their essence, right. That second sort of part of them, but just these very human, you know, kids are honest. They're like, when they're mad, they're mad, you know? And they don't feel guilty. And that's something we learn. Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know, and we just learn early on to, to hide, like to hide ourselves, to, to, to 
sort of put on these costumes for the sake of survival and for the sake of acceptance, you know, within these social, within these mm -hmm. social settings. And if you want to take this all the way back to our founding myths as people, like what we're talking about is the Garden of Eden, you know, where they were ashamed of themselves and they hid themselves, right? So in the story of the Garden of Eden, you know, they eat the apple and, and, uh, God comes around and they're hiding and, and they say, look, we're, we hid from you because we're naked. And God's like, who told you you're naked? Who told you that you're naked? Uh, you know? And so we learn like this, we really learn this shame and hiding ourselves really as a way of being accepted. But that's the very thing that keeps us separate from each other and separate mm -hmm. from ourselves. And this is why it takes a lot of courage. You know, it's consistent, courageous connection. Because that level of connection with ourselves, it, I mean, it's a risk because you don't know how people are going to respond. You don't know if they're going to be okay with the way you are, right? It may not meet their, uh, their, their idea of who they think you should be in the same way, right? We have ideas around who we think other people should be. And, and, and ultimately really that's where our relationship level is. It's, I have an idea of myself and that idea of myself has a relationship with my idea of you, right? <laughs> right. Until we're actually able to strip away the, the stories and the ideas and really see each other. Um, That's like right. Said, and, it's the essence of the person. And I think what I'm hearing you say is your relationship with yourself, right, is first because who's judging who mostly, right? I mean, we, we like to blame other people, but in reality – um, it's hard to be seen because we are trying to hide from ourselves. So can yeah. you even sit with your own personality without judgment? Because yeah. if you can't accept you, then when somebody comes around and pokes one of those buttons that you're not accepting of yourself, you blame the other person as really problematic in your life. Yeah. But are they? Because, you know, like, if I were to sit here, Kevin, and say to you all day long, like, you're just the shittiest father ever, you're awful, nobody, like, thinks you're good at it, you're awful, you're awful, like, you know that's not true, but I know you well and I could pick on something that you're a little more insecure about and mm -hmm. it would create this discomfort and you'd want me to stop. <laughs> and yeah. So, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. Ultimately, nobody's judging you. Not really. Not in a way that can hurt you. And this is why... You know, when people say nobody can hurt you, um, they're telling the truth. Because if you were to say those things to me in Mandarin Chinese, which I don't speak, <laughs> you would just be making noises at me. Mm. And my mind would have no way of wrapping it in meaning and going, oh, well, yeah, she's right. Or no, she's wrong. And I need to prove that she's wrong. Whoa. You know what I mean? That's so, I haven't heard that before, dude. That's so deep. Right. Right. It's like, take away the ability to even understand the language and the same things are being said and I can't be offended. That's so clever. Yeah. How, because how heard that? language is just, you're just making meaning, mm -hmm. right? It's a this or it's a that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, strip away all the meaning, which I mean, only you are doing it anyway. Yeah. So if somebody, like if you said that to me, it only triggers me because somewhere inside of me, like you said, I'm insecure. And I believe that on some level and I either right. hate that I, that I think it's true or, you know, I feel threatened. And so I have to push back against it. And I do think it's important. I always 
sort of love to throw this caveat asterisk asterisk in this one part of these conversations that I mean, the reality is, right? Like if somebody comes and brings a knife to my throat or like comes in my face and starts screaming at me, you know, massive profanities in a violent kind of way, there is of course going to be pain that arises within me. Like that is not Mm -hmm. a comfortable or acceptable experience for me, but the meaning is the part that gets in our way, right? And we think because that person's acting in some way that is a judgment upon me and then I don't want to be seen and then I go back further and further within myself and we build relationships from these sort of narcissistic positions really, right? Mm -hmm. Because this idea that nothing's actually happening to you, it's just happening around you, it's so hard to take that in, right? Because in a moment when somebody's behaving in a way that's very unpleasant and and truly like sometimes it really is a problem. I mean, right? We don't want to underestimate child abuse or violence or um, those kinds of things. But um, but it's still, weirdly, the other person's experience. Just yeah. it happens to be around you just like a tornado comes through your house in, 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 a, in a bad weather day, right? Yeah. Yeah. And two, like it has nothing to do with you when they're upset either. That's right. I mean, that took me a long time to fully get, like get to my bones that no, this is somebody else's stuff. That's their issue. And I don't have to make it my stuff. Like I can let- But this spiritual bypassing of saying, but I feel nothing is the mistake, right? I still can feel really uncomfortable in the presence of somebody who's super angry or something, right? But it's still not about me. Yeah, exactly. And I would say that that's where a lot of the gold is too. Um, you know, because one of the best things you can do really is to go out and get good and pissed off and get triggered because what it's going to do is it really is going to reveal the stories that you have, yeah. um, inside of you, the things that, that you really believe about yourself or, or insecure about so that you can really investigate them, see if they're true. Um, more than likely they're not. I mean, you probably shouldn't believe most of your thoughts. So Kevin, this idea of like building this slow, how did you put it again? Uh, it's the compound interest of consistent, courageous connection. Compound interest of consistent, courageous connection. So it's doing it consistently and that builds and compounds over time, right? Um, so say somebody is out there and they're like, okay, I hear you ready to get going at it. Like, is the first step to sort of start to get comfortable with oneself and allow people in more? How would you say to move forward in this in life? Yeah. I I think that there are, (laughs) there are two ways, (laughs) two simple ways. Um, One is with yourself. And if you can't, you know, if you can't find ways to be, to be open, right. To, to make yourself, seen and known, um, do things for others, you know, um, serve others, do kind, just be kind, show up for other people, um, ask them, you know, how you can be helpful or ask them how they're doing, be genuinely interested in them. Right. Because a lot of people do find it difficult. They're like, well, how do I begin accessing my own self? 
it typically happens in the process of engaging with other people and showing mm-hmm. up because when you when you give kindness when you give love when you see others you actually are being seen at the same time mm-hmm. this is where giving is receiving at the same time and then it actually becomes easier to do it for yourself so yeah particularly in moments when people are in distress and perhaps um the energy levels get a little harder to be around because that challenges you to connect even deeper within yourself to be in service to them. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing too, is really just, um, sitting down and talking with a friend and being really honest, uh, share something with them that makes you feel uncomfortable. Uh, This is the only way. I mean, if you really want, if you don't want intimacy, that's okay. Don't do these things. Um, stay small, you know, have small relationships. That's all good. Nothing wrong with that. But if you do want to go deeper, like somebody has to be the first mover and, you know, so you have to open up and share, you know, your anxieties, you know, where, where you feel afraid, what you feel like you're struggling with right now. And, you know, most of the time people won't see that as weakness. Um, they'll say, oh, wow. Like you too. Like, I feel this way too. I mean, this is, you know, I've gotten, you know, from our, just our friendship and our, our conversations, when you are open and you share with me, it makes me want to be open and share more too. Mm-hmm. Like it just kind of opens up this gap, you know, yeah. and, and people just kind of relax a little bit and, you know, they don't feel like they have, they have to have all of their shit together. Um, it's okay to, you know, feel fear, sadness, you know, anxiety, all of these things. And, you know, and then you can be there for each other. I love it. More walks in the forest. Deep thoughts with Kevin. Thank you for sharing. Oh, my pleasure. Do you need to get clarity on what your higher purpose is so that you can begin fearlessly living the more authentic life you know is possible? Well, so I invite you to join me for the Finding Your Purpose Virtual Accelerator. It's a 90 minute workshop that will help you quickly gain clarity on who you are and why you're here so you can experience deeper peace, joy, and freedom in your life. Simply join me at findmypurpose.net and register for this virtual workshop. That's findmypurpose.net. I hope to see you there.